Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, my name is Adam Sandler, and welcome to So 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 Sandler's, the Sandman movie podcast. Agabagoo! Hello and welcome.
welcome to Mo 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 Sandlerus, the Sandman movie <laughs> podcast, the podcast where we discuss the movies of the best chef in America, Adam Sandler. My name is Kerry Jones, and as always, I am joined by my dearest friend and co-host, Matt Holstenholm. Matt. Proud to be back on board. Holstenholm. Holstenholm. Kerry I'm John. Moles. And Matt Holstenholm. It's, it's funny. Happy November, not... everybody. <laughs> Happy November. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put some links in the bio. Why not? So... Yeah, this week we're talking about a movie where Adam Sandler doesn't have a moustache. We we could have done Hubie Halloween, because... Should have done a moustache movie. It's a Halloween... It, I mean, <laughs> oh, it's the first, technically. Yeah, but it's it's still uh, it's still Halloween season. He's got a moustache in that movie. We we're not corporate that. shills. We don't do fucking holidays when we're told to. We do the fucking movies in order. Fuck this. <laughs> Um, yeah, this week's movie is, uh, Spanglish. Matt, any history at all with this movie? I've never even heard of it. I know the word Spanglish. Yep. Never, never heard of it used in any other context other than what it's used for, but didn't know it was a movie. Not an idea. Um. By yourself. I knew it existed. I think I might have had the DVD, but I don't think I ever watched it. It always seemed, uh. Too mature for my liking when I was a kid, but I don't even think it was mature. It was just see, a seri- <laughs> a seri- it was just a series of uh, scenes, one after the other. This was a strange film. I, oh, fuck it. I don't really know what to think about it because I enjoyed it, but I also watched it on times two speed, so like it was a breeze. <laughs> I I watched this in two sit-ins over a period of a week and a half, and I watched it on time. Jesus Christ. You struggled with this, didn't you? Okay. I just... I don't know. I just couldn't do it. Like, I don't think I like family drama. Yeah, Kerry literally looks like he's lost the will to live and we've not started yet. I, I, I don't know what it is. I was just bored. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's, there's not much going on in this film. It's a nice little family movie, I guess. But like, even then, ah, fuck uh, it. I don't know. It wasn't that great, but it wasn't awful. And that's your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I watched the end of this yesterday on two times speed, so I could finish it, so I could go and watch Halloween on Halloween. So which Halloween? You, you can't really move first. Time. OG Halloween. Uh, OG Halloween. Yeah. Not the Rob Zombie one. Every... No, 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 no. <laughs> Do that every year. So, so you can't no, blame me for put put it on uh, two times. Um, Look, I I don't blame you for watching it on two times speed because I did as well, and I honestly think I would have watched this over like three days if I didn't. This is a nothing movie. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> just watching each other and have nothing to say here. <laughs> I'm glad I've got a beer for this one. Fuck me. I think it's going to be a very quick one. 
Right. Uh, should we? I, I didn't write any notes. I won't lie. Like I literally didn't write any notes for this film. It was. It was. There was nothing to write about. Like Adam Sandler's pretty good because he just plays a fucking neurotic, crazy person. Um. Yeah. Sandler was good. I, oh, I actually is really good in this. Like, I don't think anyone is bad in this. I think the mother is obviously just fucking crazy, but Tia Leone's great in the role. Yeah, uh, Floor was good. Floor was good. Um, we'll we'll do some. I'm guessing you have the same piece of trivia that I do about this lady at the end. I have no trivia at all. Oh, okay. Then we have <laughs> one piece of trivia for this at the end. Um. She's good. She's the Spanish lady. Uh, that's like she's basically the lead actress or lead actor, if you uh, will. No, there's a couple of good characters in this. I li- I like the both daughters. I like the grandmother. It's a shame that the grandmother's great in this. Actually, she's probably the funniest character. Yeah, alcoholic she... day drinking grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> she she does just get a fair bit of abuse though. <laughs> Right, let's get into it. Uh, this week's movie is Spanglish. Hi, uh, we're here for the interview. Come on in, we're out back. Academy Award winner James L. Brooks invites you on a journey across the cultural divide. <laughs> Whoa. Where's in heaven? Are you okay? Don't worry, I'm not mad. <laughs> Director of As Good As It Gets. What's your name? Flor. Flor. No. Flor. Flor. Perfecto. I didn't know Deb found somebody. You gonna help out with the house and the kids? Solo español. You work here and you don't speak any English at all. Save me. No taking the ball from the dog. Just don't. No fetch. Can you make us some coffee? She doesn't speak the language. But in a family where no one understands each other. Mom, it's not even noon. Well, it... She'll fit right in. Several. Several. Again. Several. Too many. Too many. Too many. Who is mad at me as mom because of what happened? No. Speed. Adam Sandler, Taya Leone, and introducing Paz Vega. Puedo hablar con usted. May I talk to you? You mean your mother? Oh, no, 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 disculpa. Oh, no, no, no. Sí, es que los niños se confunden. Ya, me quedan seis. Engreido. Oh, boy. Engreido's gonna be rough. Sometimes, every family needs a little translation. Listen to your mother. She knows it all. ¿Qué? Nada. Spanglish. Who's always there for you at 2.30 in the morning? Spanglish, a portmanteau of the words Spanish and English, is any language variety that runs from conversationally combining Spanish and English. Sounds like my definition. <laughs> That's exactly what I watched in this movie. <laughs> Spanglish is a 2004 American <laughs> romantic comedy drama film written and directed by James L. Brooks, starring Adam Sandler, Tia Leone, Paz Vega, and Cloris Leachman. But who, last week, you, you didn't know who James L. Brooks was, did you? Wait, are you... What? What? Did you, you know who James L. Brooks was? Yeah, you fucking joking. <laughs> oh, right, okay. 
My mistake. Some producer of The Simpsons for the fucking like last fifty years. Like you fucking dreaming. James tells Brooks his name appears on that little pink TV at the start of every single Simpsons episode. He's he's the founder. I think of that's the... like even if you don't know who that is, that name probably is just ingrained in people's brains. Like <laughs> because they've seen yeah. Yeah, you've just seen it subliminally so many times. Do you know James um, Hell Brooks? Classic. Oh, Treehouse of Horror. Why didn't we just do a podcast on fucking Treehouse of Horror? Like, what? What are we even doing? We fucked it here. I'm so upset that we've not done this. We've done a fucking podcast on Spanglish. Do you know what we could? Do you know what we could do? We, we could, could add it. An entire podcast no. right now on a Treehouse of Horror no. episode instead of doing Spanglish. We we could start a new podcast after this is done. So you know we've got a couple of ideas. We've got uh, Matt and Carrie at the movie movies. We have uh, that box set uh, marathon, whatever that was is called. The yeah, uh, the fucking like the bargain bin box sets. Yeah, bargain bin box set marathon. I just came out off the cuff. That we'll take that as a name. <laughs> uh, we can also do one where we watch the Treehouse of Horror, but we watch the segments and then we watch the movie that that little segment is based on, and then oh, we uh, that's a great idea. compare them. All right. Well, we're gonna have to edit this out then. <laughs> oh, fine. Don't worry. Gary's keeping it in. I love how like I must say edit this out like eight times in a podcast. Uh, I swear. Gary <laughs> just never listens to it. Yeah. I, I don't edit much, you know. Last week I don't it's think fair, I edited. To be fair, I I don't even know how to do it. So like, you you're leading the ship, so I can't complain. Yeah, let's let, let's do that as well. We got four podcasts got it right, guys. Uh. Going forward, released Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll uh, keep you updated with the schedule. Surely, surely that's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. Tuesday and Thursday, yeah, we could do. That's a lot of films, though. That is a lot of movies. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, eight fucking Simpsons episodes. That's three (laughs) movies, and there's like 30 of There's at least 30 of those episodes now. Yeah, well, yeah, I think we're probably on Treehouse of Horror 31. But you've got to think, some of them probably aren't based on movies. Yeah, all right, fair enough. But yeah. Any off the top of your head? <laughs> um, I, no. I'm just thinking of some, and all the ones I can think of are obviously based on famous movies, so like, I'm fucked there. The, the Shining, that's, that's based on a book. That is based on a book. Oh and yeah, two movies <laughs> and a sequel, <laughs> and, and I think it was a mini series in the nineties as well. Did that time traveling toaster come from a movie? <laughs> <laughs> What's the movie about a toaster? Uh, the Adventures of the Happy Little Toaster. Yeah, that's the one. Did he travel <laughs> through time? That's worth a Google. <laughs> what, are <you> <laughs> what are we on about here? Happy little toaster. We've jumped the shark. It's only it's only episode fucking twenty five. 
I feel like if that toaster travelled through time, there the would have been a crossover. There would have been a crossover with the land before time. Oh, the crossover we never we never knew we needed. Oh the, my the god! Toast... Uh, and <laughs> fun fact: <laughs> this film stars Deanne Oliver, Timothy E. Day, John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> we brought it round full circle we've got it <laughs> oh fuck we made it alright Jesus uh, Christ I was I was speaking to somebody the other day a friend of ours and they were saying that they love a tangent that just goes off into a random place but you can bring it back and yeah, I think that's exactly what we just did. <laughs> we brought it back to some relevancy. Fuck it. I don't think John Lovitz comes up in this movie. He doesn't. I would have remembered that. No, he, he, he's not. But he is movie. a major part of this podcast. He is a staple. Tia uh, <laughs> Leone, she's, uh, she's in the Bad Boys movies. She's in Deep Impact. She's in Jurassic Park 3. Fun with Dick and Jane. And uh, she's in the TV show Madam Secretary, Paz Vega, who is, I can't remember her name. What's her name in this movie? Floor? Floor, yeah. She, she's in Spanglish. She's in Ten Items or Less, All Roads Lead to Rome, Acts of Vengeance, and Rambo Last Blood. And then I think the grandmother is Cloris Lichman, and she's just a classic. Uh, she, classic. fun fact. Sorry, I do know her, but I only know her as the grandmother from Mark in the middle. Yes. She's also dead. R.I.P. Clarice, Clarice Leachman. She, she died last year. Oh, Jesus Christ. She's got a... She's got a Wikipedia page of her own thing. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle, Raising Hope, uh, Mary Tyler Moore Show, Now and Then, Spanglish... A, a Troll in Central Park, The Last Picture Show, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, she's been in a lot, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Beavis and Butter to America. Scary Movie 4. She does, she's going to come back in. <laughs> yes, let's fucking go. She'll be back in Matt. She's going to be in the movie movies. <laughs> right. But what I've done is I have uh, found a plot synopsis online for our very first segment, Curb That Blurb. Okay? So I'm going to read this out to you, and then you are going to decide whether or not you want to curb that blurb. And by curb that blurb, I mean take it outside, make it bite the pavement, and kick it in the back of the head. This came from the biggest search engine online, google.com, and it simply says... Flo and Christina migrate to America to live a better life. They then move into a home of John and Deborah, and all of them have their lives impacted by the situ- situation. You know what? I'm going to let that walk. I like it. <laughs> Builds up suspense. This, that could be literally just like a horror movie. So I'll fucking love that. That's great. <laughs> I could literally go anywhere. Like, you are, I like, that could be a tagline for any movie. That that is so vague that it's fucking brilliant. That uh, 
it it kind of reminded reminded me of uh, the movie this week I watched called Barbarian, where a woman goes to stay at an Airbnb and then some freaky shit happen. It was not as good as everybody says it is, but it was still it was still good fun. I won't lie, I was waiting for the punchline of something to do with Barbarian and Airbnb being like a fucking the same word or something. <laughs> Wait, is it? Barbear, like, I was thinking you were going to say like Barbear B&B or something. <laughs> like, what the fuck is, where is this going? <laughs> no, it was just the film I went to, went to see this week in the cinema, but I think, I think it might be close. <laughs> Barbarian. Okay, so we got Air. I, I swear, I you said you said like this girl is called Barbarian. This girl goes to an Airbnb, and I thought you were just gonna make a pun of like bar Airbnb and or some shit like that. So it does spell A B and B with a leftover A. Oh, it just sounds like Airbnb with a silent A. You can literally spell no D and an extra extra A. Well, no D and an extra A. That yeah. sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> sounds... oh. <laughs> ah, you know what? I'll let your imaginations leave you with that one. I've uh, I've also found a couple of reviews online. This one comes from Joshua Starnes from ComingSoon.net, and they say Spanglish is a heartfelt, funny, sad human story about what people want and what they should do, about cultures colliding and maintaining their individuality. And about what parents do for their children. Oh, like, yeah, sure. Yeah? <laughs> I've got, got nothing to say about that review. <laughs> I've also got one star from uh, Tom Paulson. And he says, This has to be one of the most offensively awkward films I've ever seen. Nothing could have prepared me for how abysmally bad this is. Well, this guy should have watched Going Overboard. Quite simply, like there's nothing that bad about this film. I don't really. Know. He's yeah. Fuck knows. That guy's just trolling. I guess like there's no issues. Five stars from Mag Kearns. This is possibly Adam Sandler's physically attractive role. The curly hair and that panini he makes really do it for me. I can see how people would think that. Like I know. People get turned on by like a chef being able to cook really good food is a big thing for some people. That that sandwich he makes halfway through, and he cuts her open and the egg just drips everywhere. I do love the fact that they <laughs> did like a full fucking like split it down and we'll do the reveal as well. Like this is not binging with Babish. We're fucking making a movie for Christ's sake. <laughs> so t- taking those reviews on board, what do you think the uh, consensus was on Rotten Tomatoes? We'll start with the critic score. Nah, fuck it. Nah, this can't have been that good. Like, 54. 54%. Fuck off! You're fucking dreaming. (laughs) Yes. I knew I was going to get one eventually. And then the audience score? Oh, God. 61. (laughs) You motherfucker. No way. 60. Oh, come on. Do me a fucking favor. Uh, I promise I did not look at these this week. <laughs> I did not look at them. Sometimes then, I do. Sometimes I don't. Most of the time I don't. And then the budget was $80 million and it grossed $55 million at the movie. 
Um, oh, so this would not do well. No, not at all. <laughs> at all. That's terrible. Luckily, James L. Brooks has all that Simpsons money. I was going to say, what did he fucking fund this himself? <laughs> um, so he definitely I've... never got to direct anything again after this, did he? I don't know. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. James, he um, did not look like how I expected him to, I won't lie. Although I literally just had like a picture of Conan O'Brien because <laughs> he's the only Simpsons like rider that I know what he looks like. Um, he has directed uh, Banglish, he directed, and then he directed How Do You Know in 2010, starring Owen Wilson, Jack Nicholson, Paul Rudd, and Reese Witherspoon. What the fuck is that? It had a budget of 120 million and grossed 48 million. Well, this clearly no one likes James L. Brooks, maybe. <laughs> you know, what the hell? But then, as producer, big Jerry Maguire, yeah. The Edge of 17, The Force Awakens from his snap, The Good, The Bark, and right. The Lucky. So he's clearly found his niche in producing. <laughs> he should probably just stick to that. <laughs> No, that I'm going to tell anyone that's that fucking successful one to do, clearly, but Jesus. A 2021 short film called The Simpsons Times Balenciaga. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a collaboration between The Simpsons and Balenciaga that premiered during Paris Fashion Week. What? Clothes or like a, like no, a show? A, sh- a short film, 10 minutes long. Oh, right, sorry. What the fuck? A short film? Yeah. Um, I, I like how I try not to talk about this movie as much as we possibly can. I promise I'm genuinely not doing this on purpose. Um, so, yeah, let's just go through a plot. What I've done is I've got this off Wikipedia. I've got no notes. No notes I've at all. I've got nothing. Absolutely not at all. So if, if something... Uh, it catches your eye, just just interrupt me. If then, this uh, is someone's favourite movie, you should have turned off this podcast about 40 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, just, just do that. There's your warning. There's your warning now. Okay. For Christina Moreno's Princeton Univers- University application essay, she tells the story of a year from her childhood and how it has shaped the person she is today. So yeah, this is just a story that's been said through an essay, so it is quite funny essay. how they get the um the child version of this actress. Keep doing that. It's just actor, isn't it? Um <laughs> the the child version of this actor to like to do the voiceover as the narration, even though she's supposed to be like at least eight years older, like I swear after this. Is she? Because well, they're like they're like kids, and she's applying for college, right? And she's literally like just starting school. Yeah, oh, like but just think... starting high school. Sorry, but I think she's supposed to be older. No, yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah. they definitely just didn't want to pay anyone else, so they just got so like the child back... voice. Oh, yeah, the child actors and just do the voiceover. No, I, I did. Did not realize. So, hey, Mark, you know what? I could be wrong. In 1992, Flor Moreno, a poor Mexican... Wait, I have, I have something to say. I was wrong. I just looked at the cast and it was a different person that did the narration. <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked it. 
Never mind. Moreno, a poor Mexican single mother, moved to America seeking a better life for her and her daughter, Christina. With two jobs, she still cannot pay the bills, so her cousin helps her get work as a housekeeper for the Klaskis, John and Deborah, and their children, Bernice and Georgia, and Deborah's mother, Evelyn Wright. Looks like the first 20 minutes of the movie in one paragraph. Yeah, but not a lot happens. No, Flo and Christina, they moved to America. They're, it looks like they're living in a motel, but then in like an apartment block kind of thing. They don't have money to survive. She's working two jobs and then she's like, oh, okay, I guess I need to go into housekeeping. So she goes, goes and works for this super rich white family. Yeah, because she does the thing. She, she explains it at the start. She's like, oh, this is how much the rent was. So my mother would go out and make this much for the rent and then everything else would just be for us, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they go and they then... go for food, food at some point and somebody hits on her and she's like, can't you see I'm with my daughter? <laughs> I think... I think... Also, uh, just, just, my... just for a point as well, like, the... She can't... Like, the mother can't speak English for this. Like, for most of the movie, at least. So, like, yeah. all of the conversations are through the daughter. I was just going to say... Who does I, a really like, good job in this, to be fair? I like how she shouts at everybody in Spanish and then the daughter translates, but the daughter's also shouting as well, even though she's not actually <laughs> angry. I, I, she's she's legitimately great at this, because she just has to do such an, like, such an awkward sort of role, but it's great. Uh, John is a chef and an easygoing family man. Deborah was a businesswoman, now a stay-at-home mother, and Evelyn is a quiet alcoholic. Uptight and neurotic, Deborah upsets everyone, psychologically abuses and body shames Bernice, and bullies John, demanding he stays back, he always backs her up. John is torn between defending his kids' mental well-being and domineering his wife. So yeah, John just wants to be a good dad. Evelyn enjoys a drink, and Deborah is a complete and utter bitch. Yeah, pretty much. She's just fucking cooked. She's, she's like, awful. she's one of those people that she looks like someone's injected caffeine into her brain and then just let her loose. Yeah. Like, she's just a fucking whirlwind. But she's and you also, can't, like... <laughs> yeah, but horrible. like... Yeah, that she's just terrible for everybody. Yeah, she's just a toxic human being, and she thinks that she's doing the best, like for her family. Oh, yeah, like she completely thinks she's in the right as well. It's like, oh fuck me, yeah. Clearly, Owen um, does really well with this. Yeah, so one of the scenes that she she buys clothes too small for her daughter, and then she's like, uh, try them on, and then obviously they're too small, so. She can't fit. That is a... gets upset. Fucking brutal. <laughs> Such a cunt thing to do. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But no, what what is what's the justification she gives her? She's like, oh, you're an eight to ten, and these yeah, are an eight. Lo- yeah, like, you'll be able you'll be able to fit in the smaller one. <laughs> Don't worry, you, you'll end up losing weight to fit into them or whatever she yeah. says. Like if you, yeah, if you want to, if you want to wear it, you'll lose the weight. Oh, yeah, <laughs> terrible. Flor is soon expected to work and live with the Klaskis over the summer. Desperate to keep Flor employed with them, Deborah invites Christina to join them. 
Yeah, well, before we move on, uh, Floor also, she goes off and she adjusts the clothes so they do fit Bernice and she's super happy about it then. Yes, she's like go goes out and like restitches all the seams and like removes yeah. all the oh sorry like moves around all the buttons so they're ever size bigger. Flora is soon expected to move in and live with the Klaskis over the summer. Uh, desperate to keep Flora employed with them, Deborah invites Christina to join them. Deborah becomes attached to the beautiful and personable Christina, ignoring Bernice. Flora does not approve of the attention. Dom unwittingly angers Flora when he offers to pay the children a set amount for each bit of sea glass they find on the beach. Christina earnestly searches for hours, earning $650 for her efforts. Flo and John argue with Christina as the interpreter. So yeah, they, they go to beach house for the summer. Here's another half an hour of the movie. <laughs> yeah, Deborah gets obsessed with uh, Flo's daughter, Christina. She takes her out to get her hair done, takes her out shopping, tries to get her in at the school that her kids are at, which is like $25,000 a year. And yeah, throughout okay. this time, she's just ignoring her own daughter. Mm. Being a terrible mother. <laughs> awful, awful mother. She sees Flora and Christina as, this is what I got from it. She sees them as a project and she wants to come in as the saviour to lift them out of whatever potential squander she believes that Flo and Christina are living in, even though they are perfectly happy with their lives. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's some definite classes of undertones yeah. going on there. Jesus, we're deep diving into this. <laughs> Fucking hell, Jerry. Picking this apart. <laughs> um, uh, and then, yeah, John, John's like, ah, this is beach glass, Go and get some for me, and blah 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 blah. Because he's like, oh, I'll keep the kids busy for a while, and they enjoy doing it. And then when they come back, they uh, they, they'll understand what hard out. work is. Yeah, they'll Let's understand what hard work is. <laughs> it's it's human record favorite favorite activity to do. Um, and then yeah, so Christina comes back with a shit ton of uh, sea glass. And then mm. they figure figure it out that she has owned six hundred and fifty dollars. I swear he tells him he's like, I'll give you twenty bucks for each piece of glassy five though. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Like that she must she even if you buy a three and four, you're fucking <laughs> happy. Like she comes back with like twenty, yeah, fuck. <laughs> um and then the, yeah, this causes Flo and John to have their first argument and Sandler's screaming in Sandler's voice and then this Mexican lady is screaming back at him, and then the girl screaming at Sandler as well because she has to translate everything so Sandler understands what's going on. This is a good scene. Yeah, I, like I, I like it. I like it when Sandler loses his shit. Oh, I just I agree with that, but I think <laughs> that any scene this girl in, like like we were saying before, where she's just like the centre point of the argument, despite not being involved at all. <laughs> she's fucking... God, she's brilliant. You know what? I am going to... I'm going to remake this movie, and I'm going to call it Wenglish. <laughs> and it's going to be about a Welsh mother who moves to London, but doesn't understand English. 
She must be from the deepest, darkest <laughs> East Wales, sorry, West Wales you've ever met. <laughs> That's what they call it, though. Wenglish is the mixture of Welsh and English. And in. There's, what do you mean, Welsh? How do you have a version of Welsh and English? There's no way get... those. I mean, they do. Yeah, you like... just, just speaking Welsh and you're putting in English words here and there to make it more conversational with. What? Like, it happens, you know? Oh, yeah, so but not they... not like you and Dave used to do then. <laughs> no. Like, you, you, you just drop in words, you know? No, but I know. The, uh, yeah, I get what you mean. The Welsh word for Wenglish is my favourite word in Welsh. It is cumsnag. Cumsnag. How is this? That's not a real word. Yeah, it's it's the, mix, it, it's the mixture of cumraig and say snag. But doesn't cumsnag just sound like... <laughs> sound like what, Kerry? What does this sound like? I would repeat it, but I don't want to insult your language by getting it wrong, so uh, I'm going to need you to go again there. It just sounds like another word for, like, dick cheese or something. You know? Hey, smeg is a perfectly good word. I'll have you know. Yeah. Come smeg. Um, oh, oh. How do, how is a fridge brand? How does a kitchen brand called Smeg succeed? I'm fucking. This is my entire life. I swear to God, I've infuriated about this. How the fuck can you have a fridge called Smeg and a, and a toaster and a kettle called Smeg? That's not acceptable. It's somewhere you keep food. I'm not having this. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Um, uh, for Floor wants to leave because of the awkward family dynamic. John convinces her to stay to Christina's delight, and Floor starts an English course to better communicate with the Kraskis. Oh, yeah, she, she's listening to uh, her podcast. She's what she's watching TV and she's listening to the yeah the the like re is it like it's pre recordings right it's like um yeah those like, like the, the uh, learning tapes R- R- Rosetta Stone or Muzzy yeah. is that his name oh. Muzzy Muzzy yeah is that the guy who was... no it was that purple guy who used to help you learn French who the fuck was that. <laughs> Um, oh sorry he he was green this guy is that like some is that BBC bite size yeah yeah, it's it's BBC and yeah it just used to be like language uh, language tapes apparently it's still going because that is very very CG yeah, it just used to help you learn languages when you were a kid, apparently. I, I never bought it, because it was always like, order now for $69.99. Four CDs. How good did but... those, like, toys on TV look that were, like, 50 bucks? <laughs> Sorry. I live in Australia now. If I say bucks or dollars, just fucking go with it, all right? Just leave me alone. 
Um, yeah, no. There was used to be something special about adverts on Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Oh yeah, direct Just... to, direct to kids advertising. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it used to be so good. Um, when John's restaurant receives an amazing review, John begins to worry about the added pressure. While Deborah begins an affair. Oh, added pressure. While Deborah begins an affair, she enrolls Christina in Benice's private school upsetting Floor, who wants Christina to main, maintain her Mexican roots and working-class values. Floor feels Deborah is overstepping her bounds and voices her concerns to John, who tells her to emphasize as Bernice has no support from her own mother. Floor tries to build Bernice's self-confidence with small acts of kindness, especially when Deborah is harsh. So yeah, Christina's been enrolled in the school. Uh, Deborah's cheating on Sandler. Yeah, it all really kicks off in the middle. Yeah, and then Floor is being friends with Bernice. But as all this has happened, Sandler's called the best chef in America. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't want to take any table orders. I just want to do walk-ins. And the guys are like, oh, that's going to cause fucking riots outside. You're crazy. And then he's like, oh, but I want this to be family-run, blah, 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 blah. And he doesn't like the fact that everybody is just coming to him now because they've heard good stuff. Mm. They want people to come and be fans of his work and whatever. But yeah, well, De- Deborah's... need the acclaim to get the people involved sometimes. Deborah's overstepping her... Overstepping the line all the time. Because like we said earlier, she's a white saviour. <laughs> is that the term? Is that what, is that what it is? <laughs> Is that what Sandra Bullock is in the bra- in in the bra- in the blind side? That's what she thinks she is, you know. <laughs> um, summer ends, and Christina and Bernice attend their first day of school. That afternoon, Christina is allowed to bring her school friends back to the Klasky's house. However, Bernice is not. Floor was not asked permission. Is upset at the situation. Deborah tries to cover for Christina. The now sober Evelyn. Knowing about her daughter's affair, warns Deborah that her marriage is in trouble. She pleads with Deborah to end the affair, telling her she will never get another man as good as John. I don't know what happened here with the friends. All I remember is Deborah's going out to fuck this guy, and the grandmother's like, "Oh, please don't go. John's so good to you." I was gonna say, it's the only bit of that I can remember is the grandma coming <laughs> out. And like jump, like stopping her at the car outside of the yeah. house. <laughs> no idea about anything else he said there. Fuck. Yeah. This movie is so forgettable. Like the, there's, I can't like. There's a reason it made fifty five million instead of uh, on a budget of eighty. Jesus. Yeah. Deborah tells John about the affair, begging him to talk it out. However. A dejected John walks out, bumping into Floor. Giving her a ride, she announces she is quitting, and they go to his restaurant where he cooks for her. They kiss and have a genuine, deep conversation, realizing they cannot have a relationship. A desperate Deborah continuously tries to contact John and blames Evelyn's failings as a parent for the way that she is. They have a frank conversation during which they become closer. So, yeah, that's all restaurant scene. They're like, uh, and then they have a couple of drinks and then they end up kissing and they're like, no, nah, we can't do this. And then like, yeah, we can. And they're like, no, nah, we can't. So they kiss some more. But I can't remember Deborah blaming her mother for 
her being the way that she is. Oh, I do. It was something along the lines of like, Mother, you were wildly promiscuous during my formative years. And this has lead, lead, led us to the situation we're in now. Or something like, something along the lines of that. And it's like, yeah, well, at least my life lessons can help you now. So don't... <laughs> Funny as fuck. It's like, you're a terrible mother. You were a terrible parent and I'm fucked because of you. Yeah, well, well let's fix it. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Final paragraph. Let's go. <laughs> We get the, next, there. Fuck. the next day, Flo comes to take her daughter home and informs her that she quit her job, upsetting Christina. As they are leaving, John tells Flo he will envy whoever ends up with her. On the way home, Flo further upsets Christina after telling her she cannot attend the private school. Christina screams in the streets, accusing Flo of ruining her life. After she asks her mother for space, Flo says she needs to answer an important question. Is what you want for yourself? To become a very different than me. Is what you want for yourself is to become someone very different than me. Christina considers this on their bus ride home and they make up and embrace. Hey, roll credits. Roll credits. I think I remember the screaming in the street. Yeah. And then I remember them at a bus stop. I didn't realize they became friends at the end and then it just ended. And then I think I just turned off the. I think they just hug on the bus and that that's it. But... Does it end oh, with a voiceover? Yeah, it does end with a voiceover because it does end with a voiceover of her finishing the college application. Did did she get into college? Do we know? No. The like the closing line is something like, Oh, um Let me try to remember this off the top of my head. Uh the fucking I hope you accept my application. No, it's it's like Whilst I appreciate, oh, I, I hope you accept my application, it won't define me. Or something like that, is what she says. Oh, how beautiful. It, she basically is like, I don't give a fuck if you say yes or no. It's <laughs> 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 what the answer is. Um, yeah, so... And that, that, was pun- the- that was Punch Drunk Love. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was the movie. Um... <laughs> One thing we like to do whilst discussing movies, Matt, is we like to talk about our cream de la scene, which is our favourite scene of the movie. You're fucking with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, what was your cream de la scene this week? Um, you know what? I actually have no idea. Like, I can't even think of one. Just any scene... With the daughter kicking off. Okay. Rather yeah. like someone else. Yeah. Um, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, th- I think she's probably the better part of this entire movie. Um, my favourite scene of this movie is when Sandler was losing his shit in the car like Sandler does. It was the only part of the movie where I felt like I could connect to what was happening on screen. Is that the first bit where he's like screaming and he's like, I'm not mad at you! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have opened you the door! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> it's just gone fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that car scene's fucking. Because she can't speak English. So she's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> 
another another thing we like to do is we like to rate these movies out of uh, a certain number of sandbags out of 10 and let the people know what sort of flood those sandbags could stop. So, Matt, last week you gave 51st Dates an 8.2. What? Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. You fuck up the scores, Kerry. I, I think I've been putting my scores in your column and your scores in my column, and I don't know when I switched. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. <laughs> no, you, you oh. give... You give 51st Dates an 8.2, because I definitely give it an 8.8. Did I? Yeah, because you said mine was lower than, like, I think yeah, you said you, I had you give two, happy of the, two of the you, movies. You give, happy, <laughs> you give Little Nicky a 10. Okay, maybe we are the oh, same place. No. Also, yeah, sorry maybe. if anyone can hear any noise in the background. I just realised my neighbour is having a phone call on the balcony and it's late, loud. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah so, so what are you giving Spanglish this week and what sort of flood could uh, do a 10 sand, uh, your sandbag stop oh god the flood of the flood of egg that comes out of that sandwich when it fashion <laughs> <laughs> split down the middle and like oh this could have like fucking two sandbags this was sh- Oh, you know, no, I, oh, no, I've said two, so two it is, but like, oh, this, yeah, fuck, this was just a nothing movie. You give Shakes the Clown a 2.2. You give Shakes the Clown had some fucking redeeming points. That was a funny movie. Um, <laughs> the only Shakes the Clown, I'm pretty sure I had a man get beaten to death with a, bowl, with a bowling pin. And. It could stop the flood of uh, egg, yeah? I'm going to give this movie a... I'm going to put it a 3.4, which is 0.2 less than Punch Drunk Love. You give it a 2.4? A 3.4. A 3.4. Yeah. And my 3.4 sandbags could stop the flood of alcohol that the grandmother drinks at 9am every single day. Have some large glasses of wine in the morning. <laughs> um, Wake up, yeah. I'm on it, not asked. Uh, I mean, don't get me we... wrong, I'm partial to a breakfast beer, but fucking hell, she's <laughs> taking the piss. Uh, no, there's, she's drinking quite a lot in this movie. Um, so, before we end, let's... Uh... Let, let's go over some pieces of trivia. Matt, you said that you had one ready to go? So the piece, piece of trivia I had for this was, um, so Floor, like the main actor, act, <clears throat> the main actor in this, who plays the Spanish mother, uh, when they started filming, she actually couldn't speak English. So like, she, <laughs> she, like, she could only speak Spanish. <laughs> She literally just can't understand them at all. <laughs> it's not even a language barrier that, like, it's sorry, it's not even a pretend language barrier. It just is. It just is a language barrier. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I could. It just adds to. 
It adds to the environment. Which just makes truly. it better. Like, it, it does just make it better, to be fair. <coughs> oh, thank Christ. I've just seen what movie we're watching next week. Oh, well, <laughs> Jesus, save us. Fuck, he's uh, dead. A couple of pieces of trivia here. Uh, it was shot in sequence. Really? Apparently so. But then... When the f- they fucking never do that. When? What the fuck? Why? Fuck knows. That's so strange, because... Adam Sandler turned down the role of Max in Collateral to do this movie. What movie is Collateral? It's the one with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx, where Tom Cruise is a hitman. I is... think. How do you spell Collateral? Double L. C-O-L-L. Okay, Tom Cruise is playing... Oh, so Adam Sandler could have been Jim- Jimmy Fox's character in Collateral. Oh, the driver. Yeah, apparently so. Um, that would have been any, weird, but... Is there any goofs in this movie? Probably. Let's find out. Goose. I reckon Adam Sandler's a bit of a goof. Ah. Floor constantly speaks with a Castilian accent, not a Mexican one. Jeez. Is that... I don't know what that means. I won't lie. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> no idea. Does that mean it's like Spanish, like mainland Spain rather than Mexico? Castilian. I don't know. Is that Castilian? Castilian Spanish. In English, Castilian Spanish can mean a variety of peninsular Spanish spoken in northern and central Spain. Yeah. So it's just standard Spanish, apparently. Well, I guess that's like how fucking English English and American English are different, I guess. Uh, and Australian English. Because they think, yeah. say things like Duna. Oh, Duna. Good old <laughs> Duna cover. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, my missus speaks gibberish half the fucking time, this Aussie slang she comes up with. <laughs> oh, are we forgetting anything? We've done everything, haven't we? Yeah. We've the only thing we've got to do is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're watching The Longest Yard next week, so please come and join us for some fucking football. <laughs> oh, finally. I, I oh, think we're on I a... cannot fucking wait to watch this. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Ladies I, I and think gentlemen, a... next week... It's going to be a good podcast. We're on a streak of a couple of good movies, and then we get into shit again. I think we're. Are we watching the bench warmers or not? Um, at some point. Okay, because we're not watching think... Grandma's Boy. At some point. Why are we watching Grandma's Boy? We. I'll, I'll tell you now. So if we. Oh, get Linda this... Carter is in it. No way. If if we get this far. We yeah. are doing the Benchwarmers. Are we going all through the fucking Kevin Nealon film or something? <laughs> oh, surely we're doing the Benchwarmers. What the fuck's Benchwarmers? Okay, so, episode 53. That is the Benchwarmers. In, okay. fi- in our 50 Spades of Grey miniseries. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's 50 Spades of Grey. Ah, classic. <laughs> And then we are doing 
Grammar's Boy, episode 66 in our terrific A Happy Madison miniseries. How have we ended up with this? How have we ended up going Grandma's Boy as well? Because it's a happy, happy Madison movie. Oh, no, I know, I know. That cast is hilarious. Alan Covert, Peter Dante, Kevin Nealon, Nick Swanson. Should we tease our miniseries? Oh, is this is? So, our next miniseries... You literally co- named all of them, like, no, not less than an hour ago. Okay. So, our Kevin James miniseries... Ex- what, sorry, except, except one, which is the Kevin James one. You've not no. named that on this podcast so far. There's two. Two I haven't. So, I haven't... Oh, no, there's three. Oh, fuck it, I'm just going to name them. <laughs> oh, so, these are news to me, then. Uh, our Kevin James miniseries is called I Just Blotted, which is a play on words on I Just Farted. Then, and Paul Blart, <laughs> Molka. Yeah. Then our Chris Rock miniseries is called A Rock Out With Your Crock Out. But I nice. put an asterisk over the R, so it kind of looks like cock whilst it's written down. Oh, I thought you were going to go with, like, the shoe. It, yes, so that's what it is. But I've got rid of the R. I put a star in, so it's actually spelled C star O C. So it looks like nice. cock written down. Um, and then we've got a... Cock, oh, we're de- so funny. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got a The Death of Cinema miniseries where we focus on the movies of Netflix. Fuck, did we agree to that? Jesus, how many fucking Netflix movies are there? So, I don't know. We got Father of the Year starring uh, uh, David Spade. <laughs> we've got The Wrong Missy starring David Spade. And we've got Home Team starring Kevin James. Seen one oh. of those movies. <laughs> oh, God. To even get this far. Currently, because there's no Sandler movies that have been released, that I can update. We are currently finishing, well, not finishing. Our current slate goes up to our Gnarly for Farley miniseries where we watch the movies of Chris Farley. And they are episode 71, 72, have, and 73. I swear to Christ, more <laughs> planned than the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, what the fuck is going on? And we've also this got is going to become an empire of podcasts. We've also got a mini episode uh, planned as well for the season one, episode 15. Uh, yeah, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Operation Broken Feather, where Adam Sandler is in an auction for like five minutes. Joe Thalesman. Right. That's... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Let's just... We're calling it there. Fuck, I always still go with this. Clearly, everyone will see you tomorrow. Longest yard. If Kerry doesn't end it like the last fucking 15 minutes out. <laughs> well, yeah. Tomorrow? Tomorrow? <laughs> right. Goodbye, everyone.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.